the architects that we worked with to push a single button and erase any reference to Amazon just in case they don't come in. Maybe it's not all of us. But, uh, and so the idea, though, was to show people how it can work and how, how these sites all relate to one another. And so it was something that when we show this plan to people, all of a sudden it, it kind of crystallizes in their mind and say, you know, now I kind of get it and see the potential. And again, important not to you know, lose the scale of the city. Again, if, if, as I mentioned earlier, if we have 40-story buildings, put the pencils down, we're, we're not moving forward. Uh, if we had to displace any residents of any consequence, in this case, zero residents get displaced. And I'll put the pencils down. And so, again, it, it checks a whole lot of boxes for us, and if not for Amazon, but there, there's certainly uh, other opportunities, and it does show the potential for corporate corporations that sometimes don't have the vision that, that others do. George, I know this is conceptual, but some of the land and buildings that are depicted here are privately owned. So how would you go about accumulating that property for a single user, for example? Yeah, no, that, that's another great question. So, you know, um, Bob's right, some of the ground is, is privately owned. And in a lot of cases, it's owned by private development companies that are uh, motivated to develop it. But the other piece that I didn't mention is that so much of it is publicly owned. So if you think of a city like a Newark or Jersey City or other cities that are in, in contention, typically land is extremely valuable in the city. And as a developer, you can't afford to sit on the ground and hope for, this could be a 10 or 15 year build out over time. You know, 8 million square feet is a, a really, really huge headquarters project. And, and so if you're a developer, you're not going to sit there for 10 years and hope that Amazon may be there in the future for you if you can make you know, millions of dollars today developing your property. And so the, the fact that we have so much of the ground here either publicly owned, which can be very patient in the future, uh, or privately owned by developers that are interested in developing today, it, it does create a nice marriage. And a lot of the privately owned ground is, is concentrated at the main train station or along the Roebling campus, which Again, if we link Roebling in the main train station, it creates this linear office park where all of a sudden we engage the three light rail. So the two down at Cass and at uh, HHE's Roebling Lofts at Hamilton Avenue and then also at the main train station. So we, we create this linear office park and then also establish a bike and, and pedestrian path along the light rail line to have connectivity there as well. And so it really does uh, start to bring in the public and the private pieces all together. Yes? I have a question around the tax credits. So that Governor Christie, who is um, moving out, and uh, is this tax credit going to be binding through the new governors? And then the second question is, Trenton, like having a newer city style for tax revenues. So what's the agreement with the city in terms of going in they haven't gotten anywhere near that level on the real estate tax piece itself. And so it's one that, you know, again, with the, uh, the competition for Amazon, it, it's probably best to describe it as the dating phase right now. <laughs> so, and, uh, and so they haven't gotten into any of some of the tougher discussions as it relates to real estate taxes specifically. But the tax credits, though, uh, would, would transfer over. And I know the two gubernatorial candidates have previously expressed interest and support for trying to get Amazon now. When it comes down to the final details with the change in administration, who knows? But, uh, but again, it's one that's been offered, and, and uh, if they accept, I think people will strive very hard to find a way to make it happen. Yes? Were the developers that own the private land 
consulted on this before it was submitted? Yes, uh, they, they were. So it's one that, uh, so they fully support it. It's an opportunity to uh, fully engage. As a matter of fact, in the actual submission, this is a small sampling of what we put together. The, the actual was 125 pages or so of, of information. So we had stuff from you know the multiple developers that, um, that, that would hope that this would all come together. But yes, it would be foolish on our part to make assumptions on their behalf if they own the ground. And we also consulted with the city, the county, and the state as well. Because again, as developers, again, I'm a recovering developer now, no <laughs> But it's one that um, the idea to you want to be able to capitalize on, on opportunities that are out there, you need to do it in conjunction with others and, and collaborate to, to make sure they buy into the same idea. Yes, well, uh, keep your on that. Yes? Are, are there parts of this plan that can be implemented even without uh, Amazon's uh, farming that they're coming to Christmas? Oh, absolutely. And, and so when you look at the five campuses at that point, you know, if you start to think about it, if you, if you want to be near the train station, we have that. If you want to be near the river, we have that. And, and so working with the state, the county, and the city to really understand where we can do uh, certain things and, and maximize the potential that is actually there. And so very much so. It, it doesn't require an Amazon individually or any other company collectively to, to be able to implement the plan. Yes? How will this affect small Small and local businesses absolutely benefit from this because what happens, you know, uh, the idea behind it, it, number one, absolutely would have to be prevailing wage. So if anyone's a contractor here, all the, the, the labor rates would be at the same scale. Uh, also, be set aside requirements for, for local businesses, for small businesses. And um, again, that's an important part. And, and if you look at some of the things that are happening down in Camden and elsewhere, uh, actually trying to set up apprentice programs for, for kids as young as high school age to start learning a skill and a life skill that, that can become a career. And so again, it's, it's, it's important for people to benefit across the whole spectrum. And, um, and, and again, if we can work with others, and, and I know the second part would be talking about workforce training and elsewhere, um, that, that's, that's widely important to, to what we're trying to achieve. Yes? I'm sorry, second question. How do you think this is gonna affect the gentrification issue that's happening in a lot of urban cities? For instance, this looks amazing, but then you're gonna have an issue of affordable housing, which is currently a major issue in the city. So with this being developed, more people will come, more developers will come to build housing projects, but that will create a problem of being uh, of maybe not having affordable housing for people that already live here. So I'm just wondering if that, if that has been addressed in this plan. Uh, not specifically, but, but uh, generically we, we absolutely have because it is important. You know, one of the things, you know, equity and affordability is going to be critical. And so if, if anything does happen on the residential side, it's important to make sure we maintain affordability. Have, you know, again, workforce housing is going to be important. And look, we've got a 7.2 square mile city, and, and so there's room for all. And it's one of these things that, you know, so little is happening here now that, that it's really an opportunity to unlock some of the potential that is here. And, and without displacing those that are already here, because, again, aspirationally, it shouldn't be the type of city that once you, you see, once you start to uh, achieve some success, that the first thing you do, you start to move out. Uh, again, we want to become a city that people are proud to be from. And, and look, I was born in Trenton. My, my family's been here over 100 years. And, and grandparents got married here in 1914. My parents got married the same church and uh, just celebrated now their 61st, 61st anniversary 
uh, from that, that same church. And so, you know, it's one of these things that uh, it's important to make sure that the city reflects all of us and not just the, uh, the one percenters. And again, so set aside and making sure it maintains affordability. But you're right, it, it does present some challenges if you have 50,000 people making $100,000 a year. But again, the opportunities exist where you can have workforce housing and, and and they figure it out elsewhere, and we'll absolutely make sure that it's a high priority, and it is. And we'll maintain a high priority. Uh, because otherwise, if, if, if we do this type of stuff and forces all the people out that are already here, then it's a failure. And, and it's certainly not what, what we're looking to do by any means. Hey, Brian, you have the two questions, right? Yes. Yeah, I want to kind of transition into the two questions, and, and maybe we can do that by, I have a question you can address to the group. How can we as stakeholders represent a wide variety of organizations that work with a lot of the Trenton residents? How can, how can you include us in the process of, you know, of bringing in industries so that the Trenton residents and the organizations that have been here, you know, are part of the process so that we could kind of create our strategic planning around this plan that may totally transform Trenton. Sure, so some of the things that we, we have, in addition to our board, we have advisory committees. And so we have a standing advisory committee, but also have task forces that, that will specifically address certain issues where, again, frankly, you know, I know education is important, but I'm not an education expert by any means. And so to, to make sure we engage with, with those that are, are far more knowledgeable in that space. In public safety, same thing. You know, know it's important, but there are far more knowledgeable people in that space. And, and the list goes on and on. You know, I, I don't know much about a whole lot of things. So it's one that, uh, so again, to engage those that do know and serve as experts, that's really important. So that I see that as a possibility to to get engagement. But again, and, and to, to put those pieces in place structurally uh, to make sure that when, when we do get fortunate and start to have some businesses come into town, and business of consequence, you know, and there, there, are, there are small businesses that move in working in conjunction with TDA and others here in the city, uh, and so things are happening, but, but again, you know, we're, we're hoping that we'll be able to have some larger success here as well in, in attracting companies, because if you look, New Brunswick, in addition to having uh, a DEVCO or, or down in Camden with Cooper's Ferry, they also have a Johnson Johnson headquartered in New Brunswick or Camber Soup Company headquartered down in Camden. And so, you know, as much as people say, you know, corporate America, you know, bad and all this other stuff, they also serve some very good within the community and act as, act as some anchor institutions you know, for those communities, and, and particularly if you get the right companies. And suggest to you, you know, one of the things that, that we'd love to screen for is make sure we do get those right companies and have them recognize the value of being a a host company within their host community. Okay, can I add something to that? So, so one of the things that I think George and our board has done a great job of is we're not trying to create this in a vacuum. You know, we're, we're taking the best practices and what we've learned from Cooper Sperry and Defco and others who have had success. And Cooper Sperry and Camden has done an amazing job of connecting the residents to the projects that are happening in Camden. That didn't happen early on and they learned from their mistakes. And I think George is very open-minded and has done a lot of we are. Especially larger companies, but a lot of diverse employees are strong community-based organizations mm -hmm. because their employees are going to have needs. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's a very, very important component, you know, to have a, a city or a community that has the strong network like you see here of social service, education, other types of uh, uh, services that we'll need. So I think, again, that's a way to, to bring this community into the process at some point. I'm just doing a little map here. Um, of course, not all the employees would move into Trenton, but I'm just guessing that if you added up all the current income of the people working in Trenton right now, maybe it's two billion, and this is another five billion. So when we talk about this, this is like, nothing would ever be the same again. I, I, like, make no mistake, this isn't like these agencies would grow a little by ten percent. Everything would change, and it sounds amazing, but we shouldn't think that this is an incremental, an incremental tweak to some people moving in. This would be. The city would be four times as big in terms of it, the money flowing through it. Would it, would it not? Have I, have I got the, ma the math right? Well, it, 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 if you compare salaries versus project cost, it seems like it's a little apples and oranges comparison. But, but I, w I wasn't comparing. I wasn't talking about project cost. I was just talking about the annual income of people, oh, okay, right, of people right, in the okay, city. Yeah, that, that, that math works too much. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah no, you're right. It's, mm -hmm. it's, um, and I, 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 look, I can't. You'll confirm or deny the two billion that uh, you came up with, <laughs> but yeah, just, the, the, the fifty thousand, hundred thousand each, yeah, that gets you to five billion. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, 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 like admittedly, it, it would be a, a huge game changer, for right. and right. for the region. So it's one that. Uh, yes. What do you know about the timing and process as far as Amazon's decision making? Sure. Sure. And, and so, and again, I, I'm happy to answer Amazon-specific questions, but but again, I just want to put it in the context and not raise expectations beyond you know we're we're one of 238. But so the, they had one uh, specific issue that they uh, were timing that they, they they hit was October 19th, and we got our submissions in on time. Uh, the next you know uh, level of specificity, they said they'll make their their decision in 2018, and they want occupancy in 2019. So they didn't say January 2nd, December 31st, uh, but so there's a, a, a year um, decision. It could be early in 18, could be late in 18. Typically, you know, the process would be they'd shortlist, and then you know, you'd, you'd have another round and uh, tours and things. But I mean, this is Amazon. They reinvent a lot of things, and so we have no idea. So, George, I got a two-part question for you. Uh, number one, what can we do as citizens to help support the efforts of Greater Trenton getting the word out? And number two, what has been the response from the city of Trenton's current administration, including city council? Yeah, so as far as uh, getting the word out, um, if anyone knows Jeff Bezos, it'd be a good start. But uh, if not, you know, again, one of the things you know, uh, with Brian, you know, we're, we're trying to get good airtime and, and press out there to present the plan because, again, it, 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 this isn't a shot at some of the, some of the other submissions, but. When you think about some of the other areas that, that did submit, it, it just doesn't seem like you can check any of these boxes in the, in the, the same level of, of uh, you know, the strength that, that we were able to come up with on, on Trenton. And so, again, when you step back, it seems like it's a coaching plan in a, in a very good location, again, operationally and economically. So, so when you start to think from a business perspective, it seems like it makes a lot of sense. So the more you can talk it up, and, and all kidding aside, you know, they're, they're it's amazing because Jeff Bezos met his wife at Princeton University. Princeton's on our board. Uh, two Bezos boys go to Princeton. So, you know, it's one of these things that, you know, they're, they're local. 
and so if anyone has connections, you know, it'd be great to try to find a way to make sure, because we think if they open the book, you know, it, it, it'll present this cogent case that uh, they can say, boy, you know, and, and, and look at this city, because it does make a whole lot of sense. We, we, because of time, I, you know, we can probably ask some questions all day, but 